I was lying there, propped up by some pillows, bleeding into a giant pad with a newborn baby on my chest. And the nurse was saying to me, how many children do you have? And I told her that this was my fifth child. And we started to talk about my different births. I told her a couple of the stories from a couple of the births. And then she said to me, you should write a book. It's so amazing. You should write a book about all these different births that you've had. And there was my first birth, which was a home birth that ended up being a transfer to the hospital. But I was only in the hospital for 14 minutes before he was born. And my second birth, which happened so fast, I didn't even think that I was in labor. And my third birth, when I was able to give birth in a birthing tub, a long-held dream of mine. My fourth birth, while I was on my knees, the baby came out with her little hand against her cheek. And then in my last birth, I got to see it happen in a mirror. I mean, I'd never seen that before, and it was incredible. And that's because every birth and every kind of birth is different. Whether you're birthing another human being or giving birth to the version of yourself you have always wanted to be, or you're giving birth to a project, or you're giving birth to a hope or a dream or a relationship or a business, every single birth is just totally its own story. Welcome to the only podcast that will bring you more alive while you smash the patriarchy. Join me, Sam Wilde, aka The Fertile Feminist, every week as we shift the paradigm, reclaim our native fertility, and create together the version of ourselves that brings forth our heart's desires and changes the world. But since we're on the topic of birth, let's talk about death, shall we? Because the Queen, the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, just died. And it was such a giant thing, wasn't it? I mean, just such a high percentage of people all over the world watching and paying attention to this incredible passage, this monarch, this icon who's moving on to the other side, no longer with us here on our chaotic, beautiful planet Earth. Well, the death of the queen is more than just the death of this little old lady who was the queen. In fact, Caroline Mays, spiritual teacher and incredible mystical medical intuitive, talked about the death of the queen as the death of the queen archetype. You can look it up. Uh, there's a great video you could find on YouTube where she talks about it. It's only about 10 minutes long. But she talks about the death of Queen Elizabeth II as the death of the queen archetype. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit, actually, about archetypes. And you're going to find out why that's really relevant and really important for fertility and for giving birth. But it may not come out right away. So before we go any further, let's just say the queen archetype, the energy of the queen is the energy of hierarchy, right? A division and above and below. Uh, who's the queen in this house? I love it because my oldest daughter will often say to me, hi, queen, or I love you, queen. 
especially when I do something that she really likes, then I get to be the queen. So the queen, the energy of the queen, right? The, when we're dealing with archetypes, which are uh, came really alive with Carl Jung and his work, but they existed way, way back, even with the ancient Greeks, the idea of the concept, this energy, magnetic energy that is held in our collective consciousness. So what does it mean, you know, to think that the queen archetype could be dead. Well, this wonderful conversation that Caroline Mays gives about it is about a cosmic shift. She says a cosmic shift and an emergence of a new archetypal pattern and just a fantastic concept. Well, I'm on it, friends. I'm on it, kids. I am so right there with the emergence of the new archetype, the birth. Because even though it's the death of the queen, it is the birth of the mother. And not just any mother. We're talking about the birth of the great mother. The great mother as that archetype. And that archetype, everybody, is fertility writ large, giant neon sign. As big as you can possibly imagine it. You know, the idea of the archetype of the queen passing and that and that hierarchical world that's found in monarchy passing is that the next archetype coming in is going to have actually the energy of equality. So here we have the passing monarchy, hierarchy, patriarchy, throw that puppy in there, even though she was the queen and even though she was an icon and even though she was a woman, she certainly was operating in a patriarchal system. And let's face it, and let's be honest, she was enforcing it. She was upholding it. I mean, that's just the truth. You can argue with me about that if you don't agree, but it's just the truth. So what comes next in this incredible cosmic shift is the emergence of the archetype of the Great Mother. And as soon as I started doing and sharing some of my great mother work, people have reflected to me, ping, 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 ping. Like, look, I'm seeing it here. I'm seeing it there. I'm seeing it on social media. And I'm reading it in articles. I'm finding people talking about it. It's really actually everywhere. The great mother is the one who gives birth, right? Because it's the mother who gives birth. And um, it's not any other energy it's the mother. I mean, that's just true, right? We're not, I'm not making uh, something up. It's not a metaphor. It's the mother who gives birth. Birth giving is the jurisdiction of the mother. So I am the fertile feminist. And the question I'm asking you, myself, and everybody is, what do you want to give birth to? What do you want to bring into the world? And what kind of world do you want to give birth to? Now, my sense of myself is as a metaphysical midwife. So you can see why birthing is really important to me, but also why it's really important to imagine that this archetype of the Great Mother is the one swelling, the one rising up, the one ripening and available to us. Because when we change into the archetype of the Great Mother being part of the collective consciousness, everything will change. Germaine Greer wrote in 1999 in her book, The Whole Woman, dignified motherhood is a feminist priority. 
Well, motherhood is a shambles. It's a wreck. It's a disaster. We got women who are forced into it. They're in, enslaved into motherhood. They're having babies that they don't want. And then on the other side of that, we have women longing, longing, desperate, heartbreakingly desperate for babies who aren't having the babies that they want to have. The state of mothers is is uh, replete with, with agony. Mothers are under-resourced. Mothers are living in poverty. Mothers are living without energy. Mothers are living without food. And of course, everything that happens to a woman is compounded when it happens to a mother. Equal pay, lack of paid time off, etc., etc. All of these things are the effects of not having had a great mother archetype as part of our collective consciousness. Now, of course, that archetype existed, right? We know it's existed and all kinds of cultures have it. And some cultures have it raised up higher than others. But our great mother archetype has been so profoundly suppressed by the patriarchy that you just can't even sniff that thing out anywhere you go. I, I just challenge you to go around and find some great mother art sitting around. I challenge you to look. I'm not talking about the divine feminine. This is very important to me that we make this distinction because people will say to me, oh, but Sam, there's the divine feminine or there's the goddess. I'm talking very specifically about the great mother, that expression as mother. I'm talking about a divine expression, a picture of the divine pregnant, right? Have you seen one of those? So the restoration of the great mother archetype is actually the restitution of our sanity. Because how could we actually give birth to anything without tapping into the source of birth itself? Now, everybody wants to give birth to something, and that's just the truth. And some people are struggling or suffering or depressed. They don't think they want to give birth to anything, but they do. They want to give birth to the version of themselves that wants to live or that wants to live without despair or depression or anxiety or pain. And then a lot of you, my wonderful, ambitious people, are longing to give birth to projects and businesses. And some of you are longing to give birth to children. To be totally alive. You know, to me, that's the ultimate way of getting birth to the version of ourselves that's totally alive, right? This rising archetype of the Great Mother, this awakening, this whole awakening, where we shed the hierarchical nature of the Queen and that reigning sense of division, it brings up a possibility that is so profound and exciting that it really could and really will change the world. So how much, how, and in what ways will it change the world? I was reading the other day a folklorist, a university professor, and also a poet named Madrona Holden, some beautiful statements she had to say about the Great Mother. And she was talking about the quality of the Great Mother nurturance. And this is a quote from her. She said, power unhinged from nurturant impulses easily becomes tyrannical and irrational. But here's more, this is from her. Wanton, automatic, and dehumanizing violence results from the exercise of power severed from nurturance. So look around, look around. What do we see? Violence everywhere, violence, increasing violence. So this is exactly what she's talking about. And she anchors it back into the power and the qualities of the Great Mother as an archetype. 
So the kind of violence that we're seeing in the society and we're living in, you know, I send my children to school and well aware that they are learning drills to keep themselves safe from violence, from a shooter coming in and killing them all. This is not a fictional universe that we're living in. You're aware of that. We don't need to uh, drum it in. In fact, people are often too aware of it. It's just really uh bringing us into greater and greater sense of anxiety. So it is a reality that we're living inside of this tyrannical and irrational and violent culture. So when I say that it could be really powerful to have a great mother archetype in our consciousness as this rising energy, now that the queen energy has passed on, I'm talking about what could be the most potent and fertile result of allowing that archetype to exist in our individual and our collective consciousness, that power of nurturance and life-giving and birth-giving. So the opposite of death and violence is life and birth. Now to me, I, I love the births that I've had and none of them happened the way I wanted them to happen. You can talk to a hundred women, you'll hear a hundred different stories of how they gave birth, and then you'll have a hundred stories of how they had wished they had, or they had a plan. And none of my births went the way I wanted. I so carefully formulated my birth plan for my first child, and I knew exactly what I wanted, and I wanted to stay home. We had a big tub in our living room that was filled with water. I don't know if anything went as I expected. And there was a certain point in those 32 hours of labor with my firstborn that I really did not believe a baby was going to be on the other side. So how birth happens, you know, for you giving birth to the project you want to give birth to, or for us giving birth to the world we want to give birth to, we can have a plan for it. We can plan it all we want. But they won't necessarily go to plan. But that doesn't mean that there won't be a birth and a renewal. And that's incredible and incredibly important. So that even as we think about, you know, what do I as a feminist do to change this world? And, and what do I as a person do to become fertile but active and an activist? And making a world for my children that's, that's alive, right? That's what they deserve, a world that's alive. Now, what is that going to look like? Well, I don't actually know. And it's never been my way to prescribe to people, you know, exactly how things will happen. I went into my last birth with a sort of a general sense of how I wanted things to be or what I was willing to do or not to do. And it came to a point where it took a turn not a bad turn, it just took a turn and that wasn't expected. And I thought that I was going to feel a different way. And all of a sudden I was just lying there and I felt so connected to source, so connected to life, so connected to love. It was, in fact, the birth that I'd always wanted, even though it, I have to tell you, it didn't look anything like it. But the birth I'd always wanted from the time I was 19 years, 18 years old, was the births I saw in a book called Spiritual Midwifery by Ina May Gaskin. And I loved that book. 
and I wanted to be like those women with their ecstatic births on the farm down in Tennessee, just popping those babies out like it was, you know, <laughs> the easiest thing in the whole world. Well, you know, I just never had one that looked exactly like that. But in my last birth, even though it didn't look that way, it really was ecstatic. It was so joyful, but not at all what I'd expected. So in this process, is to me, what I want to offer to you is an invitation, not a prescription. An invitation to reflect on what could that great mother archetype, who is the essence of fertility, look like for you? And what could that look like for all of us as we allow for the birth this new birth, this new dawning of the great mother archetypal energy. What is this birth going to be like? And what kind of births is it going to bring for us? Because we cannot forget the mother is the birth giver. She is the birth bringer. And that means it's very exciting what's coming around the corner. The dawning of the new, the beginning to be truer and truer to ourselves and to our heart's desires and in all that really just going to do everything we can laboring to bring forth a world of liberation and justice well that's my plan everybody ha <laughs> ha i hope you'll come along with me and i'm so glad that you're listening see you next week Thanks for listening in. This is me, Sam Wilde, a.k.a. The Fertile Feminist. And you've been listening to The Fertile Feminist Podcast. Find me on YouTube at The Samantha Wilde, a.k.a. The Fertile Feminist. And hit the website, thesamanthawilde.com, for all kinds of resources, inspirations, and ideas. Also on Instagram, at The Fertile Feminist. Until next week. May you tap into that native abundance, creativity, fruitfulness, and life force that's going to help us all bring about that more beautiful world that we know is possible.